0: unknowns
1: welcome we're happy to have you
0: Uh huh. <laughs> i'm carly davis
1: and i'm harry sullivan
0: did we ever say our last names we do
1: sometimes oh I, feel, I think we have said them
0: my name is carly renee davis my name don't forget it
1: is harry donal schweigert sullivan <laughs> forget about it
0: forget about it um. So if That's you hear stupid. Moana in the background, it's because our our roommate and, and her, her sister are hanging out in the living room, and uh, they're watching Moana. Yeah. And, and the walls are thin here, and mm-hmm. we don't want to ruin their joy and yeah. tell them to turn it down. Yeah.
1: So if you uh hear some background music, that uh, it's you're just, welcome. Yep. You're welcome. It's just a little bonus for this episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah. So, anything, anything new in the world of uh, conspiracies yeah, and? Yeah, we need to talk why, about? I mean, um. No. It was a coup in Bolivia. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. But that's.
0: <laughs>
1: uh. I guess this isn't a uh politics podcast yet darn i, I haven't yeah. made it one yet,
0: yet. exactly okay <laughs> um well since we don't have anything to talk about because we're boring yes uh we'll get started then
1: okay great Does that
0: sound good yeah do you yeah
1: uh, okay great yeah.
0: Um, I think we decided that I'm going first oh, right. because you went, first, went first last, last time.
2: time. Right.
0: With your numbers stations and yes. then I did UFOs. And then you did UFOs. With UFO radio. Not our most uh unique title, but you know, it's fine.
1: Hey, they can't all be winners. They
0: can't all be winners. This one won't be. Oh, oh. What? So, titles for this episode. Yeah. Um so here's the deal. Should Wait, should we talk about it at the end? when We, we can both talk done about topics it whenever. Or now? So I had some really good ideas for the title of this episode, but Harry didn't agree. So I just wanted you to hear all of my really good <laughs> I ideas. not
1: disagree, necessarily.
0: Well, Harry usually makes the titles. Except I made the birds and the beasts.
1: Well, you mostly did. I'm You, okay. s- you just said birds and beasts. I Okay, fine. added Whatever. Shh. To make it. Okay, well,
0: so today we're gonna talk. I'm talking about Abraham Lincoln Mm -hmm. and the various weird ghost and spiritual stories that go along with him because he was him and especially his wife were very into like spiritualism and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so there's actually a lot of weird stories about that. Yeah. And then Harry.
1: Yeah, I was talk. I was. I'm gonna talk about Paul Bunyan later this episode, because, uh, I find. Uh, folklore. Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the deal. I wanted to name this episode Abraham's Bunyan.
1: That's not Abraham's bad.
0: Abraham's Bunyan, or Abraham Bunyan, or Paul Lincoln, <laughs> or what was what were the other ones?
1: I don't remember.
0: Oh, we well the the main one was Abraham's Bunyan. Yeah,
1: you agreed with me. I thought we both thought it was fine, but you agreed with me that we could do better. Yeah. And I we also should keep like two bearded men.
0: Yeah. Two Two tall bearded men. Two, yeah. Two tall, two white men, America.
1: Two two <laughs> beir- bearded white men, the story of America. Yeah. That's what I want to call it.
0: That's what you want to call it? Well,
1: no, that's one of my suggestions. One of
0: the suggestions yeah Um, so i guess well well, you'll know what it's called yeah by by now you will know
1: what (laughs) we came up with hopefully it was something better than everything we've said so far
0: nothing can be better than abraham's bunion (laughs) that's funny
1: that is funny but i
0: don't know if anyone would get it i mean no one ever i'm sure no one ever gets any of our titles i mean there's not
1: usually that much to get
0: no yeah, we don't want to make it just like Abraham Lincoln and Paul Bunyan. Like that's stupid. <laughs> I feel like our titles are pretty clever, generally.
1: Yeah, we try to make them clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Can you hear them? Can you hear them out in the living room?
1: They're having fun. They're listening to our podcast too.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're watching Moana. Oh. <laughs> so uh. Probably more interesting for for more people. My roommates haven't... Our roommates haven't listened to the podcast either.
1: One of them's listened to the first episode.
0: Episode, yeah. Maddie's listened to the first episode. Mm -hmm. Maggie said she's listened to the first episode, but but when I asked her if she's listened to it, it kind of caught her off guard, (laughs) so I thought maybe she might have... I don't like to ask people if they've listened to it because then they feel obligated to say, oh... Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like the first episode, and so I think I might have just caught her off guard. <laughs> I don't know. She might. She might have listened to the first episode by now. Maybe. I hope, I'd hope our roommates would listen to the first episode. Nah, they get by enough now. Of, of us the rest <sighs> of the time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Okay. So right. you're so, getting started. So to, so, let's start. Now, with Abraham's Bunyan okay. by Carly Davis and Harry Sullivan. So, like I said, I'm talking about Abraham Lincoln. Um, actually, so I talked about Abraham Lincoln. The reason I'm doing this is because I talked about Abraham Lincoln in my solo performance class recently. And uh, so if anyone from my solo performance class is listening to this podcast... They know two of these stories already, kind of. They know a little bit about them. Okay. Because I wrote about how Abraham Lincoln is a big part of my life because we live in Illinois and everyone loves Abraham Lincoln here. So (laughs) (laughs) we have New Salem and we have Springfield.
1: Right. And we have every other town in Illinois.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Every other small town that he wagoned through that everyone is really proud of. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and I'm not saying I, you know, Abraham Lincoln is okay. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, He was cool. He wasn't, he's not like my favorite person in the world. I don't know much about him.
1: So you think slavery was a good thing and you're mad that he ended it?
0: No. But the thing is, we always learned about how he didn't really care whether slavery ended or not he just kind of wanted to go with whatever more people wanted so he'd be more popular don't you remember learning about this Um, everyone was like well he didn't actually disagree with slavery he just like didn't really care and he just wanted to go with what more people were thinking
2: uh i
0: don't know i think he's a good guy
1: okay yeah Yeah, he's pretty cool so i
0: don't know he's into spiritual stuff i think that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. honest abe
1: yeah how can, how can you know. not like a guy with the nickname Honest Abe?
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm going to get my drink. Hang on. If you hear like a... That. I don't know if you can hear that. It's ice cubes jingling in my drink. Ooh. Ooh.
1: What you drinking there?
0: Rum and Coke. Yum, yum. Rum and Coke. Yum, yum. Um, So... Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) That's what I was going to talk about. I don't know if you guys know, but he's very um, spiritual. Well, we all know that Mary Todd Lincoln was very spiritual, right?
1: Uh, We've heard that. Do you know
0: that? You know that.
1: Yeah, I feel like I've heard that. We always act
0: like we're talking to an audience and not just each other. Yeah. But, I mean, we are, but really we're just talking to each other in our bedroom.
1: Right. We don't know if anyone's listening to this or not.
0: Probably not. Let's be real.
1: I mean, we do know that there may be some people listening to it
0: maybe like 10
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> if we're lucky
0: yeah my solo performance class acts like like the whole class acts like they've listened to this but i know the numbers of the podcast <laughs> and i know people who have actually listened to it and can give me facts about what we discussed and there's too many people in my solo performance class who um To, you know, if we added all of that. Unless they're listening together. Yeah, maybe
1: one person downloaded it and they just all got together without you to have, like, a listening party.
0: Yeah, They do that
1: every week. They -hmm. all get together and listen together.
0: You know, they Um, are really nice people. I wouldn't doubt if they did that, but they don't. (laughs) (laughs) We're all busy college students, I highly doubt. I'm sure a couple of them have listened i hope um you know i hope so yeah um so yeah abraham lincoln uh do you want to know about abraham lincoln or do you want to just keep talking about uh just kind of skirting around the subject is that how you would say that skirting around the subject yeah okay so um so the first story I'm going to talk about is um about actually about Abraham Lincoln and how he saw his doppelganger. Mm. So I wanted to get in a little bit about what doppelganger actually means because I know what you're thinking. Doppelganger. Oh, a person that looks like a lot like you who could be your twin but isn't related to you. Wrong. It's not oh. just, oh, you see someone who looks very similar to you and you're like, ha ha that's my, that's your doppelganger, Abe. And Abe was like, oh man, that guy looks a lot like me. No.
1: Oh, sorry. Oh, you sure put me in my place.
0: Is that what you thought doppelganger meant? Well. I also thought doppelganger meant that that until pretty recently mm-hmm. when I was reading up on it. Okay. I listened to an episode of something with it. I think lore. Mm-hmm okay Mm -hmm. so the idea of doppelgangers actually really fascinate me so i actually might get into that more on a different episode because i really like there's a lot of really cool stories and it's just they're really cool so when translated from german because it's a german word doppelganger actually i forgot that and then someone in my class his name is will he was like it's a german word right and i was like um yeah 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 definitely is Mm -hmm. german doppelganger Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you didn't know that (laughs) all of you it's german it's german (laughs) i I was like yeah totally and then when he said it i was like yeah i think so but i did make it sound a little bit more like i knew that it was definitely german Mm -hmm. so sorry will i mean i knew but also i (laughs) knew um so when translated from german the word doppelganger literally means doubler doubler walker or double goer Actually, yeah. I think I just accidentally hit the R button. I think it means double walker or double <laughs> goer. But, yeah. Doubler isn't a word. I think I hit the R key on my key, on my computer. Oh. So it means double walker or double goer, describing not a look alike but the ghostly counterpart of a living person. Oh, yeah. So is it's word... like your spirit twin.
1: Yeah. Do you th- is, is, is word gangway have like it's a uh... What Does is that, that come from German? Like gangway? Gangway. Or you I don't know, know what like that means. Uh, you know, like you hear oh, wait, it in like wait. old yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like like gangway. 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 Something's yeah. coming through. You know, like
0: is uh, gang spelled with like the A and the two dots above it?
1: Well, no, because it's well, in it. English. Okay.
0: <laughs> Did you like, ask if that go was away? German?
1: No, if it, like comes from, if it just comes from like a German root, like the gang part. Like go away, walk, get out of the way. I don't know. Like, go.
0: Well, doppelganger is still spelled with the A and two a yeah, dots well, above it.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. It's a more German word. I don't know. Probably, I'm probably just looking for connections where there are none.
0: Right. Okay. Um, so, meeting one's doppelganger is never a good thing. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, doppelganger apparitions are sinister occurrences, bringing with them bad omens and evil intentions. So in traditional folklore, uh, they're known to impersonate the person they resemble, plant negative and confusing ideas into others' minds, and signal some kind of impending doom for their earthly counterpart. So it's like a spirit version of you, Mm. like a demonic kind of spiritual oh, yeah so the spir- doppelganger movie. itself
1: is bad it's not just a bad like sign
0: sometimes yeah and so- sometimes it's also just like an omen like if you just see. see your doppel, they don't actually have to like be physically in the like
1: right they don't have to be They they're not necessarily doing anything
0: yeah sometimes right? you can just like you can see them yourself and you're like oh fuck omen omen um so these demonic doubles are seen as harbingers. I don't know. I copy and pasted that sentence.
1: <laughs> Har harbing- harbingers.
0: Harbingers. Harbing- I mean. Harbingers. Harbingers. <laughs> of illness, tragedy, and death.
1: Dun dun dun. dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. So it makes
0: sense that Abraham Lincoln saw his doppelganger. Well, he died. While many explanations of the doppelganger phenomenon have been offered, including supernatural manifestations, electrical glitches of the brain, and uh, mental illness, what is known for sure is that the double walkers bring bad news for those who see them, as recorded by a number of historical accounts. Oh. Mm-hmm. So they're not good. So, Lincoln and his wife had an interest in spiritualism and the supernatural. Uh, So, having lost two children at very young ages, you know, Lincoln's wife, the good old Mary, frequently invited mediums to the White House to hold seances, some of which were attended by Lincoln himself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wonder how that didn't get out and people were like, Oh, he's a spiritualist. Cause, yeah,
1: I mean, uh, a lot of people were uh, right. around that time. But I mean, I guess it was more of like a post Civil War thing. But
0: also, in I remember in school they always taught us that all the presidents were like Protestant Christians, and then when like was right. JFK Catholic, they yeah. were like that was like the first Catholic president, mm-hmm. and was very controversial. So I'm like, was Abraham Lincoln a Pro- Protestant Christian and spiritualist? Yeah. Okay. So it was more common, I guess, but like I also feel like people would be like, "That's they hold seances. That's demon right. stuff." Yeah,
1: it probably wasn't like, uh, yeah,
0: you but know, people probably knew the press. that Mary Todd. I don't know.
1: I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how out there it was.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, though he seemed to contend that most mediums were hucksters. <laughs> Lincoln did believe in the power of dreams to predict the future, which is interesting. Okay. Um, he had an alarmingly accurate dream in which he walked through several rooms of the White House to sa- to the sound of crying before discovering a dead shrouded body lying in state. A uh, dream Lincoln asked a nearby soldier to whom the body belonged, and the soldier replied it was the president murdered by an assassin. Ruh-roh.
1: He should have known better. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have left the White House after that.
0: Seriously. Until he
1: wasn't the president anymore.
0: Yeah. So, Lincoln encountered what he believed to be another ill omen regarding his fate when he glimpsed his deathly pale doppelganger looking at him from a mirror. <laughs> so, wait, uh, I said this in class and my teacher was just kind of like, so he saw his reflection yeah and i was like oh no i guess i should clarify so he saw like his face and then on the other side he saw like two faces in the mirror
1: i see he saw his face and another like a sickly face.
0: pale like sad crying face Ooh. i think so this is okay so one of lincoln's associates noah brooks recounted the story the president allegedly told to him on november 9th 1864 Brooks's version of the tale, using Lincoln's words as best as he remembered them, described the following events. So, this whole, like, paragraph that I'm going to read is what Noah Brooks said Lincoln said. So, this is what Lincoln said. I can't do a Lincoln voice, so I'm not going to (laughs) try. It was just after my election in 1860, when the news had been coming in thick and fast all day in there all day and there had been a great hurrah boys so that i was well tired out and went home to rest throwing myself down on a lounge in my chamber opposite where i lay was a bureau with a swinging glass upon it is that right bureau yeah with a swinging glass upon it and here he got up and placed furniture to illustrate the position and looking in that glass i saw myself reflected nearly at full length but my face I noticed had two separate and distinct images. The tip of the nose of one being about three inches from the tip of the other. I was a little bothered, perhaps startled, and got up and looked in the glass, but the illusion vanished. On lying down again, I saw it a second time, plainer, if possible than before, and then I noticed that one of the faces was a little paler, say five shades, than the other. I got up, and the thing melted away, and I went off, and in the excitement of the hour forgot all about it, uh, nearly, but not quite, for the thing once in a while, uh, for the thing would once in a while come up and give me a little pang, as if something uncomfortable had happened. When I went home again that night, I told my wife about it, and a few days afterward I made the experiment again, when, with a laugh, sure enough... The thing came back again, but I never succeeded in bringing the ghost back after that, though I once tried very industriously, industriously to show it to my wife, who was somewhat worried about it. She thought it was a sign that I was to be elected to a second term of office and that the paleness of one of the faces was an omen that I should not see life through the last term. Mm. Which, yeah, she like definitely, she reported that like it made her nervous that he wasn't going to make it through his second term of his presidency
2: mm-hmm.
0: so yes and I remember this was the night before he was elected it was like election day right. so he was waiting on like the results and that's why he was like the excitement like I forgot
2: mm-hmm. sure, so sense.
0: that's when it happened and so Mary Todd was much more worried about it than him but still he was like a little a little nervous about it mm-hmm. so
1: makes sense
0: yeah yeah so like he saw his reflection and then like to the right of it or to the left of it or something he saw like another face mm-hmm. Is what i'm getting right and it was like paler and it looked sick Interesting. i remember in one thing i read it said he was like crying mm. yeah So, critics of the story of Lincoln's deathly doppelganger argue that his double image was nothing more than a defect in an old mirror. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) While that theory is a possibility, the fatalistic Lincoln... (laughs) God. Some of this stuff I just copy and paste and then don't change later, so I'm like, this is not my words. (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, Lincoln and his wife, Mary, believed it was a sign of bad things to come, and fate proved them right. Sadly, we all know how Lincoln's life story ends when he was shot in the head and killed by John Wilkes Booth on April 14th, 1865, three months into his second presidential term. So he did not make it through his second term. Just weird that he saw it before his first term even started, and him and his wife were like, I'm not going to make it through my second term.
1: Before his first term ended. It was 1864, no. right? No. Oh, it wasn't? Uh-uh. I thought you said... Or was it 1860? 1860. Oh, okay. So it was before, yeah, before his first, his first term.
0: term. And then they were like, he's not going to make it through his second term.
1: Awful presumptuous. Okay.
0: Well, it's just weird, hey, you know? I think that's weird. She was weird. right,
1: though, so... Yeah,
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. So that's the story of Abraham Lincoln and his doppelganger. Okay.
1: Do you have any more about Abe?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I have a couple more. Great. So this one, um, I'm actually going to get a little bit into William H. Mumler. He was an American spirit photographer. Um, So it has to do with mainly Mary Todd, but also like... Lincoln, he was already dead at this point. So William H. Mumler was an American spirit photographer uh, who worked in New York and Boston. Um, so spirit photography was big then. Okay. And it was the art, or not the art, I guess, the, the. skill. Okay. Uh, someone could take a photo. Yeah. So you would get a <laughs> portrait. Someone would come in and be like, hey my kid just died or hey my husband just died and they would be like okay sit down in this chair and we'll take a picture of you Mm
2: -hmm. and they
0: can capture the ghost of the dead loved one like next to or behind like they can capture ghosts on camera yeah so like you can go get a picture with your dead loved one after they died okay. obviously dead loved one the spirit of them not like their corpse yeah
1: <laughs> well that was a thing too
0: yeah uh, um his first spirit photograph was apparently an accident a self-portrait which when developed he revealed the spirit of his deceased cousin okay so after that <laughs> Mumler realized he was on something so he left his job as an engraver to pursue spirit photography full time. So
1: did the spirits in the photos like look like people? Like yeah. look like the person? Yeah, 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 yeah. you okay. could tell who it was. Oh, okay. So yeah. he wasn't just a bad photographer who would no. leave. No, He would so, get like light leaks and stuff on his exposures.
0: Right. So this is weird because uh, so eventually, okay, so... So I'll get into that in a second. So okay. Mumler then left his job as an engraver to pursue spirit photography full-time, taking advantage of the large number of people who had lost relatives in the American Civil War. Mumler was eventually taken to court and tried for fraud and larceny. Though the judge acquitted him, the event ruined his career and Mumler died in poverty. Today, Mumler's photographs are recognized as fakes, but they circulated widely during the last quarter of the 19th century and were marketed as objects of belief and visual curiosities both within and beyond the spiritualist movement. So, here's the deal. He... So, when he went to trial... Uh Before he went to trial, actually, people were like, there's no way this can be real. Right. Like, there's no like what no this is ridiculous so Uh famous skilled photographers okay there was like one like really famous photographer who was like no way he's Uh a fraud like you can't do that and so people like multiple skilled famous photographers came to his office Uh watched him take the photo and watched him like develop the photo to make sure he wasn't messing with it. Like right. to make sure he just took the photo and developed the photo the right way. And that came up. And every single one of them, they didn't believe him. But when they got there, um, there's a story of this one guy specifically who was very famous. And he was like, I'm going to catch him in the act. And he watched him all day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he he was like, the guy was like, he didn't do anything. Hmm. He's just that talented. And he was like, I don't believe in this stuff. Right. But, you know, he's capturing this and he's not messing with the film in any way. Mm -hmm. Which is very weird. Everyone that like shadowed him for the day was just kind of like, yeah, no. As much as I don't want to believe it, he didn't mess with the film at all. It just showed up.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So. So then he was like brought to trial and I think Mary Todd went to him after his trial.
1: Well, we, yeah.
0: After the trial. Okay. And she, like, really believed him. Okay. And his work. But. She she would. So, Mary Lincoln was a spiritualist. um, In part because of the losses she suffered throughout the 1860s. Uh, first, her son Willie died while the Lincolns still lived in the White House. Then, you know, the the assassination of her husband um so mary todd lincoln turned to spiritualists as a way of connecting with loved ones she had lost so in 1872 when she was visiting boston mummler's reputation continued amongst spiritualists and she visited him so mary appeared at william mummler's boston studio in 1871 to give to get to have her photograph taken mm-hmm. attired in mourning so she had like this black veil on uh-huh. and like a black dress she gave the well-known photographer a false name and kept her face hidden behind a black veil a uh-huh. uh, quote from mumler i requested her to be seated went into my dark room and coated a plate Mm Mumler said four years later in his autobiography, that's what he said four years later, in his autobiography, and then another quote, when I came out, I found her seated with her veil still over her face. I asked if she intended to have her picture taken with her veil. She replied, when you are ready, I will remove it. So Mary was like, I'm not coming in here and like you knowing who I am so you can mess with my, she was still, she like believed it, but also she was like, just in case. Right i'm gonna come in here so you don't know who i am mm-hmm. so you don't automate like you know right um so she was used to dealing with mediums right uh and knew how to prevent like mm-hmm. their you know she, trickery
1: right she knew they were hucksters yeah
0: yeah exactly some of them um so, her dead husband appeared to her at a seance while she was in Boston, and now she wanted a picture with him. Mummler would later claim that he did not recognize her until the negative had been developed, when revealed Mary Todd Lincoln embraced the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. So, like, he was, like, developing it, and he was like, Holy shit. That's Abraham Lincoln in the background. that's not she's not who she said she is or she's like or he was like oh shit this isn't right (laughs) i just developed abraham lincoln in the background and that is not mary todd she did not say her name was that (laughs) lincoln had a mistress but i remember he was like oh my god (laughs) lincoln had a mistress no but he got he like saw her face right he she took the veil off like so he was like oh my god this is abraham lincoln so,
1: so, she was embracing him? Mm. Or?
0: That's a weird way to put it.
1: But he was, like, right next to her? Behind something? her. Behind her. her she... His
0: hands were, like, on her shoulders. Okay. You can still see it. They still... There's, like, an act... You can see the pictures that he took. Like, all the pictures. Not uh-huh. all of them, but a lot of them. You can actually see them online. Okay. So, I'll post... Especially the Abraham Lincoln one. Sure. It's spooky it's weird. I, like, want to believe it just because that's cool. <laughs> but also, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely, it was probably a scam.
1: <laughs> probably.
0: People did claim, he was, like, acquitted, though, because the judge thought that Mumler truly believed in what he was doing.
2: Right. Uh-huh.
0: And so he actually thought he was capturing spirits, or that people thought that, at least. Uh-huh. So, hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's the story of uh, the spirit photographer and pictor- getting a picture of the spirit of Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Which is actually really cool. Oh, cool. I want to see it. <laughs> like, I want to see it in person. I don't know. I just, like, want it to be real. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. So my last few... So I have, like, basically just a few sentences on each little encounter. Okay. Because apparently Abraham Lincoln haunts the White House. Oh. And there's been reports of, like, presidents and first ladies and people in the White House who have experienced him, who have either heard stuff in Abraham Lincoln's room, Uh old room, or have actually seen his whole, like, spirit, like, whole ghost thing, body. So... These are actually really interesting because these these were like reported from the people and they're like, yeah, Abraham Lincoln totally haunts the White House, which is very weird actually that there's so many. Hmm. So Eleanor Roosevelt never admitted to having seen Lincoln's ghost, but did say that she felt his presence repeatedly throughout the White House. She also said that the Roosevelt family dog, Fala, uh-huh. Fala would sometimes bark for no reason and what she felt was Lincoln's ghost. So not that not that cool. (laughs) President Dwight Eisenhower's press secretary, James Haggerty and Liz Carpenter, press secretary to the first lady Bird Johnson, both said they felt Lincoln's presence many times. Okay, that's lame. Why did I put this? Okay. (laughs) So the former president's footsteps are also said to be heard in the hall outside the Lincoln bedroom. So, uh, these are some reports. Lily and Rod... Ryan.
1: Are the footsteps very far apart? Is that how they notice him?
0: Well, no, they're just footsteps outside of his room. So, I'm assuming they think. <laughs> well, isn't
1: that the same room as. No, does, does, does no I'm sure one like. am sure he that's likes... a different room. Okay.
0: I'm sure they. He was like, a nobody, cool guy, nobody so sleeps sure... in Lincoln's bedroom anymore. I don't anymore. think so. No.
1: Okay. That's not the same.
0: No. Okay. Or else they would just be like, oh, I heard footsteps outside my bedroom. They always reference, like, president's the okay. president lincoln's bedroom okay i think he has his own like they kept that after he died Interesting. since he was like assassinated you know okay so lillian rogers park stated in her 1961 autobiography um my 30 years Backstairs at the white house that she had heard them <laughs> so she heard the footsteps yeah, so. she heard the, okay yeah margaret truman daughter of president harry s truman uh-huh. said she heard a specter rapping at the door of the Lincoln bedroom when she stayed there and believed it was Lincoln. Okay. So President Truman himself once awakened by raps at the door while spending a night in the Lincoln bedroom. So I don't know, why was he just sleeping in the Lincoln bedroom? Well,
1: that's how they chose the president back in the day. If you could like last Uh, the whole night sleeping in the Lincoln bedroom, (laughs) you got... You got to be president. It
0: was really just people outside trying to freak them out, like, knock, knock, (laughs) knock. Like, it's Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) So that happens a lot. People are always like, oh, I heard someone knocking on the door. I hear footsteps outside of Lincoln's bedroom. Ooh. yeah so several unnamed witnesses have claimed to have seen the shade of abraham lincoln actually lying down on the bed in the lincoln bedroom which was used as a meeting room at the time of his administration
1: okay so, so the lincoln bedroom was not lincoln's bedroom it was a meeting room that they have turned into the lincoln bedroom i don't know okay
0: <laughs> maybe it was a yeah and while others have seen Lincoln sit on the edge of the bed and put his boots on, the most famous eyewitness to later, uh, to the latter was Mary Eben Eben Mary Eben Eleanor Roosevelt's secretary, who saw Lincoln pulling on his boots. After which she ran screaming from the room. <laughs> How fucking creepy! Like I just saw Abraham Lincoln, putting on his shoes in the other room.
1: I, I, yeah, I wouldn't know what to say about that.
0: You wouldn't believe me. You'd be like, what? who's well, in our bedroom
1: yeah that's what i would
0: do. i know yes. so others have actually what
1: i th- i feel like it's a sign that he doesn't like what you're doing as president he's like getting ready to leave getting ready i'm to go, out, of out of here the new deal uh more like new um uh yeah not
0: quick enough okay <laughs> Others have actually seen an apparition of the former president. The first person reported to have actually seen Lincoln's spirit was First Lady Grace Coolidge, who said she saw the ghost of Lincoln standing at a window of the yellow oval room, staring out at the Potomac. 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 (laughs) Jesus. I don't know words. Um... So, Theodore Roosevelt and Maureen Reagan and her husband have all claimed to have seen a spectral Lincoln in the White House. Mm. Mm-hmm. A number of staff members of the Franklin D. Roosevelt administration claimed to have seen Lincoln's spirit, and on one occasion, Roosevelt's personal valet ran screaming from the White House, claiming he had seen Lincoln's ghost. Huh. Scary.
1: Where's the... Nothing. Go on.
0: That's scary. Okay. Perhaps the most famous incident was in 1942 when Queen Wilhelmina Mina, of the Netherlands. Oh, not Mina, probably. The Wilhelmina. Netherlands. That's just a smudge on my computer. It's not the Enya or whatever. Tilda. Uh, What? Tilda. Oh, is that how you say it? Okay. Yeah. Tilda. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um,
1: Queen Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina.
0: The, the Netherlands, mother. allegedly heard footsteps outside her White House bedroom and answered a knock at the on the door, only to see Lincoln in a frock coat and top hat standing in front of her. She promptly fainted. Yikes. Scary! That's so is. weird. British Prime Minister Winston Churchill loved to retire late, take a long hot bath while drinking a scotch, and smoke a cigar and relax. <laughs> <laughs> there is an account that on this uh, that on this adjoining bedroom, there is an account that on this adjoining bedroom, he was startled to see Lincoln standing by the fireplace in the room, leaning on the mantel. Churchill, always quick on the uptake, simply took his cigar out of his mouth. Oh, wait. Whoa, wait. Oh, yeah, I missed a sentence. Yes. There is an account that on this occasion... He climbed out of the bath. Okay, wait. Let me okay, just start, start the story start over because this is weird. Okay. British Prime Minister Winston Churchill loved to retire late, take a long, hot bath while drinking a scotch, and smoke a cigar and, la- and relax. There is an account that on this occasion, he climbed out of the bath and naked, but for his cigar. So he was, only, he was naked and had a cigar, walked into the <laughs> adjoining bedroom. He was startled to see Lincoln standing by the fireplace in the room, leaning on the mantel. Churchill, always quick on the uptake, simply took his cigar out of his mouth, tapped the ash off the end of his cigar, and said, Good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. <sighs> Lincoln smiled softly, as if laughing, and disappeared. Churchill smiled in embarrassment.
1: That didn't happen.
0: I think it did. That's my favorite story. That's my favorite story. <laughs> that's my favorite story. Um, so, yeah, that one's my favorite one. <laughs> uh, so, President Lyndon Johnson supposedly encountered Lincoln's apparition during a moment of great distress. Mm-hmm. President Johnson reportedly spoke to Lincoln, asking him how he handled an unpopular war. Lincoln reportedly replied, don't go to the theater.
1: Well, it's it's nice that he can laugh about it.
0: No, yeah, he can laugh about it, and he thinks it's funny. (laughs) Uh, Lincoln's ghost was reportedly seen outside of the White House as well. In Loudonville, New York, Loudonville, Lincoln's ghost was said to haunt a house that was owned by a woman who was present at Ford's Theater when Lincoln was shot by John Wilkes Booth. Other Lincoln hauntings include his grave in Springfield, Illinois, a portrait of Mary Todd Lincoln in the phantom train and a phantom train on nights in April along the same path his funeral train followed from Washington, D.C. to Springfield. So a portrait of Mary Todd Lincoln, which we already talked Uh about, and a phantom train on nights in April along the same path his funeral train followed from Washington, D.C. to Springfield
1: gets around
0: yeah i know the last sighting of lincoln's ghost was in the early 1980s when tony savoy savoy white house operations foreman came into the white house and saw lincoln sitting in a chair at the top of some stairs hmm. while lincoln died in the white house during his father's presidency uh
1: willie lincoln
0: willie lincoln not while <laughs> uh, willie lincoln died in the white house during his father's presidency willie lincoln's ghost was first reported to have been seen in the White House by staff members of the great Grant administration in the 1870s, but reports have been made as recently as the 1960s. And President Lyndon B. Johnson's college age daughter, Linda Bird Johnson Robb, claims that claims to have seen the ghost and talked to him. Uh-huh. Little Willie. Little Willie. Little Willie. Um. So that's so the that's... third story. Uh, Kind of a million <laughs> stories, but how how he haunts the White House? Okay. So True. he gets around, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe I mean I don't we I don't know what the rules of ghosts are. Maybe they can be in more places at once.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I've, probably I've, have to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have never met one. Hmm. Um. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. So, so uh, your turn. No. Take another... your time We're at 45 minutes But take your time Alright Don't matter They don't care
1: Okay So Paul Bunyan Paul
0: um... Bunyan This better be interesting Is it interesting? <laughs> well Sorry we'll I'm see. doubting you Just go Paul Bunyan
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always feel like I have to justify what I'm doing has, You know I don't know Anyway <laughs>
0: uh Oh, he's upset <laughs> no face the face tr- the, face okay. the mic, sir uh, don't turn around because then you never talk into the microphone. We're adjusting, sorry, sorry, we have one mic to talk into a small mm-hmm. bed to maneuver on
1: um okay, so yeah, I didn't i just i just knew that uh well, part of the reason I wanted to this podcast was so that I would have a reason to like research more about like American folklore and stuff. I I don't need to justify this to you. Uh,
0: me. Or, oh, okay. I want to know. Okay. Uh
1: and so uh you know, uh Paul Bunyan's uh you know, a big uh American uh mythological figure. Um and so uh you know, who everyone like knows knows the broad strokes about. But, yeah, kind of. Like, yeah you know i was just well i was thinking like what do i i I don't know about as much about paul bunyan as i could you know okay. i know he's a big man got an ox mm-hmm. he's a, a lumberjack a logger
0: let's dive deep into all the stories of paul bunyan right right are there like a bunch of different stories
1: um yeah i'll get into like you know i i didn't I didn't have a super strong focus for this just some stuff I found out about Paul Bunyan when I was reading yeah stuff about him um anyway
0: I know Harry is very upset that he couldn't figure out a thesis for his story and I'm no. like I never have a thesis I just type and then spit out words later that don't make sense to me. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay. So no yeah. thesis needed. All right. Mine so, did not uh, flow. Nothing flows in my stories. I'm just like so um yeah, we're just going to um so actually I'll talk about that in a second. Um and then uh, actually we'll go on to um uh so we'll talk about so he dies um and then later uh so yeah no. he died yes that that's exactly what i it sound goes. like you are like
1: interesting <laughs> to talk to and like good at like talking and telling stories and stuff i'm not and so i like need yeah try that mm-hmm. carly only likes w- sparkling white wines and white and pink wines she doesn't like Ooh. red wines or uh non-sparkling wines
0: i like the sparkly stuff
1: i know i like it to she be likes fizzy it
0: <laughs> okay and the pink and white are my favorites
1: uh, so i'm drinking a red wine I oh, got for uh last uh christmas
0: <laughs> uh, i don't like that la la la. <laughs> not my favorite where's the sparklingness <laughs> to it
1: well i like it so thank you uh person who gave us the Joe. wine yeah Thank you, Joe, for the wine. Yeah. I don't know if you listen. I, I hope so.
0: I, I doubt it, but yeah, probably not. He's got, oh, got Joe, better thanks stuff thanks to do. Thanks for the wine. It's cute. It had a little red bow on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's for our housewarming last year.
1: No, it wasn't. Yes, it was, it was for our ugly Christmas sweater party. Oh
0: shit! Yeah, oh, yeah, that one. Okay, just keep going. Okay.
1: Anyway, so uh, so Paul, some stuff I, some stuff I know about Paul Bunyan. Wait. Okay. I don't want
0: to worry about Paul Bunyan. All right,
1: so Paul Bunyan.
0: Are you going to give us the general story? Because I forgot what Paul Bunyan is. Yeah,
1: I will. I I'll, you're... uh...
0: <laughs> you know he's a big bearded man with an axe.
1: I mean, that's about all you need to know about Paul Bunyan Go in ahead. order to, uh... If you want to, like, tell a story about Paul Bunyan, like, all you got to know is he's a big bearded man. Um, <laughs> with an and, ox. With, with an ox, and he's a, he's a logger. But I'll get into that more later. Okay. Um... So uh, Paul Bunyan first started showing up in print during the first couple decades of the 1900s, usually in, like, humorous short stories or poems published in logging magazines. So
0: know. He's not older than the 1900s? Well, no,
1: he was, like, around for several decades before then. Um, oh. uh, but it, he, like, really became popular in 1914 uh, oh. when an advertising writer and artist named W.B., loghead or laughhead or something uh started using paul bunyan and paul bunyan stories and his advertising material for uh the red river lumber company
2: oh. okay
1: um yeah uh but yeah paul bunyan had been like he'd originated like several decades before then probably um and was like developing as a character and as a figure of folklore um you know for yeah for decades before anyone started like writing down things writing down stories mm-hmm. uh, so he most likely originated in french canada um like quebec um eastern canada or like eastern ontario um and gradually spread into the northern united states and made it made his way west as the logging industry made made its way west so he like everywhere where there are trees and a logging industry there's like stories about paul bunyan basically okay Mhm. but like he started like in the east like in and like quebec and like maine and then made his way down to like wisconsin and michigan and then like minnesota and then made his way west to the uh, like oregon and washington eventually okay um anyway uh yeah so there are a couple of theories on where his name comes from um one is that he um, sort of ma- morphed uh, the name and some of his stories kind of came out of this guy named Bonjean, oh. who was apparently a real person. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, I just don't know. Okay. I was trying to figure out how that sounds like Paul Bunyan. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, okay.
1: Bonjon. Um, so? Yeah. I mean, the last name, kind of. Right. Uh, no, well, I know. Yeah. So this guy was apparently a real person. Um, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I I guess you'd have to look harder than I did to find much information <laughs> about him. Yeah. Any, on the first couple pages of Google results about uh, Bonjon, or uh, there's only stuff about how he is a possible, like, Uh, origin of Paul Bunyan but anyway he was like a he was like a hero of um, the Papineau Rebellion of 1837 also called the Lower Canada Rebellion uh, which was basically a failed attempt at a revolution um, in Canada by French-speaking Canadians and working-class English speakers in Lower Canada Mm-hmm. um so he was kind of so after that like he kind of became a folk hero because like people liked him he he did good stuff during this attempt at a uh, starting a uh, overthrowing the government or whatever um, paul bunyan? no Jean. oh yeah so he was talking w-
0: about Bonjon.
1: Bonjon still yeah Not paul, bunyan. paul bunyan wasn't a real guy at all ever like
0: i know but maybe he was yeah well some of
1: <laughs> the theory is or one of the theories is that some people think that he, like, he kind of, like, evolved out of stories about this Bonjean guy who was, oh. like, hmm. people would, like, since he was, like, a beloved, like, war hero... Um, people would like tell stories about him and like about how all the cool things that he did and like how what a great guy he was. He got and so to that Paul would Bunyan. like over time, over the years, it would yeah. Um I
0: think his name was uh Paul Bunyan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Paul Bunyan. Oh,
1: I don't know. <laughs> um, the other theory is um which is more widely accepted and or it's more widely like touted as probably where it came comes from and which I think is most likely is that uh bunyan his name comes from uh Quebecois phrase expressing shock or belief uh bon yen um, so, oh uh, yeah B-O-N-Y-E-N-N-E. Um, which is
0: Bon Bonyan like Bunyan
1: Yeah so I think that's Abraham's
0: like... yen <laughs>
1: I think that it's possible that like in like you know this area where there are like French and Irish people and French and like Irish and British people like all mixing together they like think that I don't know (laughs) and they're telling stories they come up with you know oh there's this English surname Bunyan that kind of sounds like Bon Yan. and it kind of yeah and they put them together and use it as a person to tell stories about
0: Honest Paul. Honest. <laughs> that's another name.
1: That's a good other name.
0: Abraham Bon Yen. I didn't think <laughs> that's what it should be. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Bon
1: Yen, the president's been shot. Ah! What,
0: what does oh. Bon Yen mean? Uh,
1: it, basically, it basically means by God, but like, by God was. Or, oh, or good God, I mean. Um,
0: good God.
1: Good God, but that was kind of thought of as like a. You know like a low-level swear term you know oh. like so let's say bon yen instead of you know like the way yeah. we'd say like oh my gosh or holy crow <laughs> like <laughs> we say of,
0: holy crow
1: well people do who i don't know old guys
0: all right holy crow i'll start saying
1: it <laughs> uh okay <laughs> So I'm going to move into a segment I like to call uh, Everything You Need to Know About Paul Bunyan If You Want to Tell a Tall Tale or Lie About Him. Cool. Okay. I uh,
0: love lying and telling tall tales.
1: So number one, uh, he's huge. How huge, you ask?
0: Yeah, how huge?
1: Um, so if you want an exact measurement, I only found one story where someone <laughs> says exactly how tall he is. Yeah, I want to know. And they say he's 12 feet 11 inches which, I
0: pictured him being bigger.
1: Well, here's the thing. I also it his his size varies muchly from a uh, story to story, muchly as you would expect. Um, mm-hmm. so. Uh, it was, he may, he may very well at one point have been is a life belt been twelve eleven, um, but when he was born, it apparently took five storks to get him to his parents' cabin, and they didn't even—they were too tired to <laughs> even make it all the way there, and he had to like run the last <laughs> half mile or so. What? he
2: <laughs> <laughs> had to run
0: the rest of the way. Yeah, a baby giant. It, a big. Baby it, like a he was probably what the size of um like a 10 year old
1: well as a baby yeah i don't know i mean how much weight can five storks carry
0: five babies five okay so 50 pounds okay ish
1: 50 pounds yeah
0: maybe a little less like 45 to 50 pounds sure
1: something like that maybe
0: so how uh so geez how so younger than 10 (laughs) but
1: yeah i mean he was also yeah able to uh Walk and talk and get into his mother's pantry as soon as he got to the house. But uh, anyway, but or that's when he was a baby. Um, and 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 as a baby, his baby carriage uh, that his nurses used for him was a was a big logging wagon oh my God. thing that carries you know huge like trees. Oh my God. How
0: mad would you be if storks brought you like? <laughs> A baby the size of, like, a seven-year-old. Get away, birds! And be like, oh, God, what is this thing? It's running. It's running. <laughs> it's so big. He's I running know. already. <laughs> uh,
1: but as an adult, he was also known to pull, pull like, whole young pine trees out of the ground and use <laughs> the branches to comb his beard. Um
0: <laughs> How old was he? Like an Just adult?
1: Just as an adult, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, speaking <laughs> of his not. beard, you know, old enough to have, his be- have a beard. Yeah. Uh, there's a story about um, this one summer at a logging camp at a place called Tadpole Creek. Uh, that summer, the cooks at the camp were complaining they always had a shortage of fresh eggs. So <laughs> Paul Bunyan had, you know, because there's this big, huge guy coming the around. Huge He's, guy. We got to feed him. Yeah. We don't have enough eggs. So, but he had built for them uh, the biggest. Chicken coop Aww, in the world, he's um, so nice. and he's stocked it with eight thousand chickens.
0: Oh, wait, where does he get eight thousand chickens? Just because he's giant doesn't mean he can magically find eight thousand chickens.
1: Yeah, I don't know, Carly. Okay, he just, just does.
0: I just want to know. <laughs> well, logistically, <laughs> like I can see how he builds a huge chicken coop mm-hmm. or chicken farm or something, but like, yeah. how does he get all the freaking chickens? And
1: maybe there's a big chicken farmer somewhere else in the country who uh, can keep has a bunch of chickens who he knows. I don't know.
0: Paul Bunyan seems really nice.
1: Yeah, he does. He yeah. That's that's another thing that that's a through a through line of like all the stories about him is that he's a he's like a uniformly benevolent character. Except he uh, he's a really nice picks guy. Picks
0: out pine trees to comb his beard.
1: Yeah. Well, at the time, people were less concerned about their. Uh, you know the trees and uh the environment. Okay. But, you know, he car- he's he was a nice very guy. very
0: environmentally friendly though cuz wasn't he the guy that chopped down trees instead of using the machine?
1: Um maybe that might be a thing. Or are you already thinking of John Henry?
0: No, he did the railroad. Okay, yeah.
1: Okay. No. Bob then-
0: Bunyan was the one who would chop down trees with an axe and then the guy came in and said, "Look at my new machine that chops down trees." And then like they're like all right let's have a contest it's basically like john <laughs> Hillary, but it's not he chopped he like chopped down so then they had a contest okay. and like the machine only cut down like one more tree than
1: uh than paul bunyan than paul bunyan oh
0: and then they were like all right machine mm-hmm. but he still did a lot better like he was still doing really good okay you don't know that? no i've never
1: heard that that's like I've the never... main story really yes. i've never okay i i like i had never heard like many like Specific like stories about Paul Bunyan until I was doing research. That's for this. like
0: the main story I ever heard in okay. school.
1: Really, I, yeah. I feel like all I ever heard were like he made That's the ten thousand lakes in Minnesota with his or his ox's footprints or whatever.
0: Oh, I don't think I've ever heard that one.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: No, he like That's... yeah. So he was very environmentally because he was like, no, why do we need a machine? Well, yeah, he
1: he like cares about animals and like nature. He's and he's a nice guy, mm-hmm. and he. He likes.
0: We need another Paul Bunyan.
1: Uh, yeah, but anyway, so he built this huge chicken coop for the guy. It had eight thousand chickens in it. Um,
0: Unrealistic. Uh, but they had okay.
1: a they had a guy at the camp uh, by the name of Johnny Inks Inkslinger. Uh, Johnny Inkslinger, who was. Uh, <laughs> Inkslinger. He's, yeah, he's a he's a master bookkeeper who comes up uh, from time to time in Paul Bunyan stories. Is he real? No. Uh, in one well, of them, I
0: think Paul Bunyan is real. So continue. <laughs> he
1: can be if you want. He yeah, lives on I in the hearts. I want him to be,
0: so, so he is.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, Johnny Inkslinger is credited. That's with... where
0: Bigfoot comes from.
1: Paul Bunyan. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's where Bigfoots come from. Okay.
1: That uh, maybe saying. Mothman. Okay. He Could evolved. Be. <laughs> he evolved. Yeah. Like a Pokemon.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. If but you, I think that's where Bigfoot come from. Bigfoots. <laughs>
1: From okay. I mm-hmm. sure if that's if that's what you want to believe, then yeah. that's what you Or can Yetis.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. Anyway, Johnny Inkslinger is credited with uh coming up with the concept of writing down numbers. Um anyway.
0: Writing down numbers, Inkslinger?
1: Yeah, Johnny Inkslinger. He's the he's a friend of Paul Bunyan's, All he's right. a good bookkeeper. Yeah. He invented See, Giant uh no, he's just a normal sized guy. He might have like okay. a magic pen or something i don't know cool uh but they had him count the chickens each morning um and one morning there were three or four chickens missing Uh-oh. uh yep yeah, so paul uh he was you know he was running the camp, so he had a guard put outside the chicken coop uh to see that no more went went missing um no, the next night, the guards on watch. Most of the night's gone by. No one's come or gone. He's getting bored. A little drowsy. He's about to no. nod off when he hears a commotion coming from inside the <laughs> coop. He opens the door and comes in just in time to see a red fox climbing out the window <gasps> with a couple of chickens in no. its mouth. No.
0: Foxes don't eat chickens, do they? Yeah, they, they do. Alright, continue. Uh,
1: you've never heard, like, the phrase of fox in a hen house? No. Or something? Okay, yeah. No, because we're so, not an
0: old person.
1: Yeah, ch- foxes is like to eat chickens. Uh, they're Known for getting into, anyway. Hmm. Uh, so the guard chases it all around the camp, uh, and he loses track of it. Um, you know, in his chase, he woke up all the other men who also joined in the search for the fox. They...
0: The fox took like one chicken. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it starts with one,
1: and you know, right? yeah. after four thousand days, you don't have any chickens left. <sighs> um, so you know, they spread out from the camp, going all through the woods, trying to like find any trace of the fox, and they can't find anything. Um, okay. So they all come back. Um, and one of the guys, one of the uh, loggers has an idea that the next night they should when the f- they should uh, spread um, a ring of flour all around the camp so that when the fox comes in and it leaves, It'll leave footprints, and they can like see which way it's going, oh so they can gosh. like track it to its den really and trap it. Into this, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I...
0: So they can kill the foxes, just make a better or trap oh. it
1: or something. All I don't right. know. Okay, and take okay. it somewhere else. I don't know what they're gonna do with it once they get it. Um. So they do this, and the next night, uh, the uh, the fox comes back. You know, in the morning there are chickens missing, um, but. Uh, the odd thing is, there's no disturbance of the flower anywhere, or there's nothing. There's, so there's no a sign. Chicken gone? But yeah. <gasps> a, mm-hmm.
0: oh, fuck. Okay.
1: So this must mean the fox is still in the camp somewhere.
0: Oh no. So
1: they're looking of. Ev- so they turn the place upside down, looking everywhere for the fox, uh, but it's nowhere to be found. Um, Paul even has his, he has a pet uh, dog at this point uh, named Elmer, Aww. a big moose hound. Um, who's known as the best tracker anywhere in the world? He can track a fox.
0: I have never heard of Paul Bunyan having a dog. This is so weird. Yeah. Okay. He, he <laughs> yeah. Was he a big dog? Um, like the ox?
1: I think so, but I'm not. I don't blue know for and sure. Big? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh Anyway, this Elm. So they, uh, Elmer's. You know, he's the best tracker in the world. Mm-hmm. So they try to get him to help out. Um. They like bring him over to the window where the fox was, try to get him to pick up the scent, and then he just walks back over to Paul and sits at his side, looking up at him.
0: Oh, so he couldn't find him. Um, he failed.
1: Well, uh, you know the yeah. men in the camp are out, all out of ideas, um, but you know no one's going to admit that, so they just spend the whole day like arguing about what they're going to do. Right. Um, and you know Paul gets bored listening to these dumb little people arguing about this and he he lays down on the ground and falls asleep and his dog comes and curls up under his chin (laughs) um and one of the guys sees this and is like eureka that's it um and he grabs Ah. some rakes and poles and gives them to a couple of the other guys they get out a ladder and put it up against paul's chest as he's still sleeping they climb up and like or knee-deep in his beard, like poking around and beating. It's
0: in his beard. And,
1: you know, soon enough come out a, bev- a bevy of quail, some chipmunks, a family of rabbits comes out, a badger, a couple of raccoons. And finally, coming from deep in its home, under Paul Bunyan's mighty chin, uh, there's this little red fox that comes out, you know.
0: Oh, so some... many animals in his beard. How does he not? Does that? <laughs>
1: well, it's a big beard he's a big guy
0: i can't do it that's (laughs) so funny oh gosh um oh my god i've never heard that story (laughs) that's so funny yeah oh what
1: um let's see uh what else uh oh and the the (laughs) second and final thing uh which you need to know about paul bunyan is that he is a uh he's a logger that's a, a lumberjack um and, yeah, you know. and he
0: beat—he doesn't beat the machine, but beat, right. Almost but he almost beats, the, beats machine. the machine. No, it's like they measure how much wood. Oh yeah, they chopped, uh, and it was by like a quarter of a one centimeter or something. Sliver. It was like crazy small, like uh, the the machine beat him. Oh, something like that. Damn, machine. Yeah,
1: but you know, it's like logging. He loves trees and cutting them down He that's like yeah. the only thing that he yeah uh, ever wants to do in his whole life that's why he's
0: like don't replace me with a machine
1: mm-hmm. yeah he's
0: like I can do it
1: no, it's like as when he was when he was a little baby just like less than a year old he, his father I guess was a logger as well he took his dad's cross cut saw one night and yeah. cut the legs off his parents bed as they slept and his father woke up in the morning and okay, realized terrifying. wait this bed's lower than it was before he saw his little son one-year-old
0: baby height of me yeah one-year-old baby with a chainsaw (laughs) in a diaper like naked but in a diaper and he's has a chainsaw that's it that's all you (laughs) that's all you gotta look at (laughs) yeah that's all you gotta see in your mind to be terrified how did they not wake up to a chainsaw
1: Well, no, it wasn't a. It was a. It wasn't a chainsaw. It was like an old. No, I said cross cut saw. Uh, Well, those big saws that are like, I don't know.
0: Oh my God! Still, you hear. Uh,
1: Well, he was really good at it. I guess. I I guess so. He was a natural.
0: Baby chopper. So
1: those. So those are the only two things you need to know about Paul Bunyan to tell a story about him. Um, You know, there's some other stuff. And
0: that he beat the he didn't and beat he the beat, machine right. i can't believe you don't have that in there that's no, like the main story might,
1: i didn't I maybe it's
0: not maybe it's the main story i learned i don't know i mean there's a bunch of stories obviously it
1: might be somewhere in that book i didn't have a chance to like read all the Did stories you in look it
0: look on wikipedia
1: it wasn't mentioned on wikipedia oh
0: no. my god what yeah all right keep anyway going.
1: uh well uh so yeah you mentioned his dog he's had like various Different pets and different stories. Mm-hmm. Most famously, and in most most of the time when he has a pet, it's Babe the Big Blue Ox. Yeah, Babe. Yeah. um So by some account, uh, although sometimes Abe and Babe, Abe and Babe,
0: Babe and Abe. Yeah, Abraham
1: Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln.
0: I like <laughs> Abe and Babe. Abe
1: and Babe. I like that Abe too. and Babe.
0: Abe and Abe Babe. And babe. All right. That's yeah, funny. I like
1: it. Abe. Yeah.
0: Do you like that? No, I do I like know.
1: it like a
0: Abe and babe
1: sounds like a uh, yeah, a general store Abe and babe's general
0: store Abe and babes general store Abe and babe anyway,
1: yeah um although sometime in the in like at least one story he has a big pink ox named Binny but most, <laughs> of time, most of the time most of the time it's a big blue ox but called babe
0: babe the big blue ox yeah yeah um, I guess I heard he made the lakes yeah, uh, yeah you know with his footsteps.
1: So, by some accounts, he found Babe as a calf during the winter of the Blue Aww. Snow, uh, when he rescued Babe from drowning in Thunder Bay, <laughs> oh. in Canada.
0: Wow, what a good guy! Yeah. although Aww.
1: by other in other stories, Babe is already f- like fully grown, and he already has him during the winter of the Blue Snow, mm. which is a yeah. uh, okay. which is an event that is told of in different. Paul Bunyan stories um, <laughs> okay. when it snowed blue snow but uh, during during some stories he uh, he he takes babe to uh, pull a sleigh across the frozen Pacific Ocean uh, to China to bring back um, regular white snow
0: um, Oh, which
1: is important for some reason yeah why is
0: that <laughs> why is babe blue
1: <laughs> babe um well if may have something to do with the, blue, the snow, blue snow if that's when he found him yeah um otherwise i'm not entirely sure because be so cool.
0: There's blue snow why do they want white snow
1: i don't know maybe be if, so it's
0: so cool if it like it's, uh, if it was blue of, snow.
1: well and one story about the blue snow is um so and the one that I read about when he found the ox, who was the same color as the snow. But anyway, in that story, he has he also had a dog named Niagara. Um, <laughs> Niagara. Who, Paul Bunyan was living in a cave at the time, like reading books and like studying. It was an interesting he, uh, okay. story. But he was living in a cave off Thunder Bay. And tiny his, books. <laughs> I guess so. They're so, so little. No <laughs> that big.
2: With, <laughs> with tiny <laughs> books yeah
1: or (laughs) well in this story (laughs) he'd like have like a big hole he'd like have a huge tree and he'd like you know burn the end of it so that would be charcoal so he could like right on the cave floor okay um but he had a dog who was out in the who would go out and like i guess also was huge because he would like uh kill moose and bring them back to paul so they could eat and stuff so the dog would go out hunting for him while he was like studying in his cave mm-hmm. as when Paul when Paul Bunyan was a young man but uh, so uh, when the blue snow came uh, it really freaked out all the animals um, as well and so they started running north and it is his dog also like ran after them uh, chasing them far to the north <clears throat> and scaring them even more Aww. so. <laughs> so like all the uh, all the like uh, moose and stuff went up there. They'd have they eventually came back, but he also chased like all the bears in the area way up north, and so they they got up to, like to the Arctic, and then they became polar bears. They stayed there, and they were so scared of the snow and the dog that their fur turned all white. <gasps> And so, and so yeah, they just that's where polar bears came from.
0: No, I love that. <laughs> okay, I really thought the only story of Paul Bunyan was the one where he just chopped down all the trees and didn't beat the machine. <laughs> so now I'm just fascinated.
1: Yeah, and they're so are, weird. No, there are a ton of stories about him, like
0: oh, that's how polar bears are made. That's <laughs> so funny. There's oh my a god. Ton of, yeah,
1: there's a ton of stories about him, like inventing things or causing different like natural phenomena, <sighs> um, like. I mean, or causing like different like geographical features um like he apparently dug the saint lawrence river when he was like a kid <laughs> or because <laughs> which Either separates way. the u.s from canada um he asked his father he, he saw somebody somebody else was digging it at the time another like character who shows up in a few other paul uh-huh. bunyan stories and he asked his father what's he doing And his dad was like he's he's digging the saint lawrence river because you see that's canada on that side and this is america here but like with nothing in between people get so confused they don't know (laughs) if they're they don't know which country they're in yeah and so that guy's digging the saint lawrence river and then paul went off and like
0: helped him him basically oh my god what a good kid (laughs) what a good guy
1: um he made uh let's see he Carve. He made Crater Lake in the uh, Olympia Mountains. He ca- he made the Black Hills in South Dakota. Hmm. He made Puget Sound in Washington and Mount Baker. Uh, he carved the Grand Canyon. Uh,
0: <gasps> carved the Grand Canyon. I, I like that. I know,
1: and he made the Thumb of Michigan. Oh my um, he also... He caused uh the fog that sits off the coast of Maine sometimes. Uh, because when he was a young boy, he um and he was studying in school, his um he was trying to learn to write, but he he was so huge that he uh he couldn't like he had to like write really big as well. Like his parents yeah. had to get like a pen a special pencil made, like yeah. they ordered it from Germany and so that he could like write with it um but he he like he he was like trying really hard to like get his me- his like measure his letters like get the curve curly cues on them just right curly to get his pre- penmanship just perfect mm-hmm. but his teacher was just a regular size guy and so whenever he looked at what he was drawing he just saw like a st- big fat long straight line and so he like get really frustrated with Paul Bunyan that he couldn't like draw right and so Paul Paul, uh, like, yelled at him, and the teacher, like, yelled at him, and, like, Paul, like, got mad and, like, started just running off, like, really, really far, really long. (laughs) He just
0: started running.
1: He just, like, started running away. I don't remember exactly why I didn't write down a summary summary Mm -hmm. of this story, Um Something to do with his teacher getting mad at him, so he started running away, Poor and he was like huffing and puffing so hard, and his like his breath like came out in big like in the winter cold winter air, his Ooh. breath like came out in like big, big clouds of like foggy. crystals, and it yeah it like still sticks around now and today. Um, cute. And uh, one more geographical feature he ca- caused is um or natural phenomena is the tides um, of uh, ba- the Bay of Fundy, which is um, a uh, <clears throat> a big bay off the coast of Maine and Nova Scotia um, where that is known for its like super extreme like tidal range where like at low tide, there's like basically no water. It's just like mud mm. for a good ways. And then at high tide, the water up at the coast is like Ten feet deep or something, huh. and so apparently, when Paul Bunyan was a child, uh, he his parents had to make for him a giant, um, a huge, a huge uh, cradle that was so big they couldn't like have it in town, so they had to float it off the coast of Maine, or of off the coast of uh, I don't know Nova Scotia or wherever or New Brunswick, um, <coughs> and. So, but when he was, a, when he was little, he like, uh, when he was sleeping in his little, in his cradle, he would like rock back and forth a ton. Like, and like, and so he would like cause huge like waves and like tidal waves of, and stuff. And so like, even after he like woke up and got out of his cradle, uh, finally, uh, the, uh, the, the tide still keeps going way out and way back in hmm. in the Bay of Fundy
0: interesting yeah
1: so uh it's
0: more fun to believe that paul bunyan was real than jesus creating all of this stuff with the flood <laughs> like the grand canyon and stuff yeah one time in junior high i was on a missions trip mm-hmm. in wyoming <laughs> yeah it's really lame and uh you got the to girl i was walking around with at we went to the nebraska bluffs okay for fun after we'd Helped paint some guy's house. I don't know. And um, so we like went to the Nebraska Bluffs and she just like looked at it and we were taking pictures and she's like, you know, it's crazy that people can look at this and not believe in the Great Flood. Like, obviously this created this, like God created this with the flood. Okay. And I'm like, what? Like,
1: I can see... Like, saying, I, like, I can't believe you can look at this and not believe in, like, the power of God to create wonderful, splendorous things. But to say it's, like, specifically A the flood. flood just doesn't add up to me. Like, just from what I know about how
0: All the water, water flooded works. the world.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, why isn't it like that everywhere? You know?
0: I don't know. But that's what she said and I, you, it sticks hey, with me for some reason because i'm like okay. if that's
1: if that's what helps her make sense of the world then it's fine i guess
0: yeah
1: yeah, yeah. anyway so yeah there are, are paul bunyan like statues everywhere nowadays you know yeah um everywhere where everywhere where the logging industry exists basically everywhere like across yeah. the north or, northern uh united states um Uh, like there's a huge, sorry. Um, let's see. Uh, there's for instance, a, uh, um, in Bemidji, Minnesota, I think one of the most famous like Paul Bunyan statues, um, is, uh, Oh yeah. 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 You've seen it before. Uh, it's like. What are, what's the size of it? Uh oh, he's only eighteen feet tall. There's a there's there's another st- there are other statues of him that are like thirty one feet tall. Yeah. But according yeah, to Kodak, it's about. the uh the second most photographed statues in the United States. A giant huh. statue of uh Paul Bunyan and Babe the Big Blue Ox. Aww, uh,
0: babe. second
1: only to Mount Rushmore. Oh, um, anyway. <laughs> that's funny. I'm but shocked you he know. didn't like Oh wait, no,
0: Mount Rushmore wasn't that long ago no was like he carved mount rushmore no <laughs> uh
1: yeah <laughs> no. and right. yeah we we know who made mount rushmore um mm-hmm. yeah so but like yeah statues of paul bunyan like started popping up everywhere across the united states like around when like the car became a big thing uh oh. because as you're driving down the, the people they wanted to get your attention you know to stop at there like <laughs> rest so stop like or gas station or whatever. Yeah, there so are like...
0: a lot of huge Paul Bunyan statues. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're like all over the place. That's weird. Wherever, yeah. wherever there are trees, there's, there's a... like
0: one in Illinois. Yeah, so somewhere. Definitely passed it. Well,
1: uh, or is that a giant Abe Lincoln, or is there both?
0: Well, I've seen a big Paul Bunyan. Maybe okay. it's in Missouri.
1: Oh, I. I maybe. No,
0: I think it's in Illinois.
1: But yeah, yeah. So, so those are all over the U.S. Because yeah, like in the 20s through 40s, basically when like road trips became a thing, Hmm. you know? That's funny. Yeah. And I just want to talk about one particular uh, statue. I'll just uh, quote from Wikipedia here um, in about something in uh, a statue in Cheshire, Connecticut. Um, When the 26 foot muffler man, Paul Bunyan was erected in front of a local lumber business in the 1980s, the town objected to the statue, citing that it was a violation of town codes given its substantial height. Finding no limitation on flagpole height in the books, the owners of the statue replaced Paul Bunyan's axe with an American flag.
0: Because <gasps> so. he's, oh, he's a flag post. <laughs> Yeah,
1: they made a, <gasps> that's a loophole. so
0: funny. Oh, and, uh, that's good. Yeah. That's a good one. I want to go see that. Yes, yeah, so Is it still a flagpole?
1: Uh, I think so. I, I, I don't know for sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it still exists. It doesn't say on Wikipedia. Man. That's
0: funny, (laughs) I love that. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so that's that's what I have about Paul Bunyan. That was interesting. We've gone for a while. I
0: know. No, that was interesting. I just that's why I was. I've only ever heard the one story, so I was like, Harry, that's boring. But I didn't realize other people learn different stories, and that there's billion and eight mm-hmm. different stories yeah, you know, about was... paul bunyan we should go visit all the paul bunyan statues Ooh, that'd be fun wouldn't that be cool yeah
1: you know it was it was like a thing like in you we know, plan and the logging when you know back in the I'm late you, 1800s it's
0: because the main story which is weird that they don't have it on wikipedia i don't know i guess that's just the one i learned <laughs> whatever
1: <sighs> yeah but, you know back before they had podcasts to listen to people had you're to right, like right. tell stories to each other and they'd like make up, you know, you had a stock character and, and you knew was real. his basic characteristics and so you could just make up stories about him to entertain each other and so people made up all kinds of stories they about like what stories. was going on. I like them.
0: They yeah, there's a ton more.
1: Uh I got a lot of this information from oh, a yeah. book called Legends of Paul Bunyan, edited by uh, Harold W. Felton.
0: It um, was really funny because Harry was like oh I'm going to do Paul Bunyan and I was like oh. <laughs> And he's like, but I need to find more info on it. So we waited like a week to do it. Like mm-hmm. he waited another week. And then we went to um a bookstore, like a used bookstore. And mm-hmm. we were looking at books. And he's like, look at this book I found. Mm-hmm. And it was Legends of Paul Bunyan. And I'm like, oh my God, that's perfect. Yeah. There's actually a book on this. That means there's actually cool stuff about Paul Bunyan. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. There, so, there are a few more books cited on Wikipedia. So other people also like to study. Talk about
0: Paul Bunyan. Yeah now i'm fascinated i want to read this okay yeah it's this a, is really no cool. it's a fun it was
1: like written in like it was originally published in like the 40s i think um but uh it's a, it's fully good stuff
0: no it's really interesting mm-hmm. they're yeah. like short little stories they're not like super long. yeah they rage
1: they they rage they range from like a few paragraphs to like i don't know five pages hmm. at most would I would
0: say. Yeah, we should go visit all the Paul Bunyan statues and like take pictures of them. Okay. And then post them. That'd be cool. Yeah. I guess I don't it know where they're all at, but that. are there a lot of them? Assuming there's a lot of them.
1: Yeah, I, they're pretty common. Well, the
0: main ones. We should go visit the main ones that are. Yeah, on Wikipedia. we'll listen.
1: We'll visit all the ones that are on the Wikipedia page for statues. Ooh, I want to go to Portland,
0: Oregon. Uh, me too. That's cool. We should go to Portland, Oregon. There's one in Maine. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, I don't have the money to go to all these places. <laughs> well. I was hoping they'd all be in like Illinois, Missouri. That's no. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we should. That'd be cool. Yeah. We should at least We'd go visit cool. one. Okay, <laughs> we'll go visit one. So, all right,
1: okay. So that is uh, Paul stuff I know about Paul Bunyan.
0: So that was Abe and Babe.
1: Abe and Babe. That's the so, title yeah. of the episode.
0: Mm-hmm. So is there anything else we need to say?
1: I don't think so. Um, thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
1: Um, I hope you had a good time. Mm-hmm. I certainly did.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Okay, uh, so I've been Harry,
0: and I'm still Carly.
1: And this has been Known Unknowns, um,
0: Known Unknowns podcast.
1: Oh, uh, stay tuned for Last Call with Carson Daly.
0: Because it's weird out there. Bye.